Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. We help student-athletes from all around the world secure college scholarships in America. And on this show, we sit down with college athletes and coaches to hear about their experiences within the American college system. On this week's episode, Amrit sat down with one of our company's key partners, Andy Pete. Andy's work with Platform over the years is one of our key video analysis, providing our athletes with highlight videos at a professional level. Hear what the do's and don'ts are when it comes to making your highlight tape from one of the best of the business. Hey guys, welcome back to the Platform Podcast. I'm absolutely pumped about this show because usually we interview college coaches, but today we're interviewing and we're having a chat with one of the guys that works with our company, Andrew Pete. How you doing? Very well, thank you, Emirate. Thank you for having me on today's uh, show episode. Nah, man. Well, I'm, I'm absolutely stoked because this is going to be so valuable to a lot of soccer athletes that follow this and, and listen to our show. We're going to be talking about soccer videos and the importance of them and the things that a lot of people should do in a soccer video and should put in and the things that people should not put in in a soccer video. But before we dive into it, I just want to um, let everyone meet Andrew. And uh, Andrew is the owner of, a, of an amazing company. He helps a lot of athletes around the world creating the highlight soccer videos, whether it's for college in the States or whether it's going into professional soccer teams around the world. Andrew, can you tell us a bit about your company, when you set it up and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's sort of a passion project that I've been doing for a long time, like good 10, 15 years. Actually, one of your first athletes, uh, Daniel Edwards, I believe, who on the soccer side, is a person I've been working with for a long time using video to drive player development. And over time, I've been able to go into some professional programs, work full-time in Major League Soccer in North America, and also national team programs and optimize video for player development. And the importance of video helps players to develop, and I work with individual players as a part of my business, but I also work with people on their journey, uh, whether it's into the collegiate programs, whether it's into professional programs, helping maximize local community players and their development as well. And it's all a part of really helping service players in their journey and people in their journey and using those experience I've had at the professional international game and bringing it back down to local settings as well as servicing professional athletes still. Uh, something I'm really passionate about is really helping people and with yourself at uh, Platform, I can see that. I've seen that journey for a lot of athletes already that I've been a part of, but also seeing how you've done that for not just soccer, but a multitude of sports. You're really helping people on their journey. And when I look back to when I was an athlete or were playing competitively, if this option was readily available, I would have definitely looked at this. I realized at a young age, I wasn't gonna make it professionally, but I think I could have gone to a scholarship in the States, but it just wasn't a common avenue at that time. So what you're providing the these athletes and these people and these families, it's, you're providing life experiences, not just a sporting experience, which is fantastic. Mate, this is why I brought you on board because you talk so nicely about me. <laughs> I appreciate the nice comments, man. And it's, it's amazing what you do. I mean, applied winning practices, your business that's been going on now for two years strong. I mean, it's gaining so much momentum and so much support. You're, you're becoming a very busy man, which is always a good thing. You mentioned that you played. Tell us about your background. So you're from New Zealand and you played a lot. Which clubs were you involved in? And what what was your pathway as a player going into being a professional video analysis? Yeah, great question. It's, a, it's quite a story to reflect back. So I played just at a local level, um, community level, played senior men's football when I was 15. 
I played in some of the representative teams for my region, which was Northern Football Federation. Made squads, but never actual teams. Going up against some really top players that have you know, played in our national team in similar positions. But when I was around 16, I realized, you know what, I wasn't going to make that level. I wasn't going to make that jump. So I chose to go down to uh, university and sport pathway, sport and education pathway that way. And through that process, I learned some tools around sports analysis, video analysis, coaching. And I love coaching and implementing and affecting people. And that's sort of how I got tied in with the technology side. But really, it came from a love of the game, a love of soccer, a love of football. And it's just really navigating the journey of where I wanted to go. And I didn't want to lose that touch. Was it a physio? Was it coaching? And I've been very fortunate that I've been able to make a career of that. But it was recognizing, okay, I wasn't going to make a national team. Not everyone does. Not everyone's going to make a national age group. Not everyone's going to make a regional program. And it's really important. It's not just for soccer. It's, it transcends in all sports. It doesn't mean there's, other, there's always other options. It doesn't mean just because you didn't achieve this, that's the end of it. What is the other pivot? What's the other perspective? Because the people who make those national team programs or the professional programs, even from a small country of New Zealand, there's only a, it's a small percentage of all the athletes, of all the potential. So there's a lot of avenues. So uh, really pivoting at that age, 14, uh, 15, 16, to recognize that. And then I started to just enjoy it more of a social side. Sport in New Zealand, sport around the world, it brings community and people together. And it creates a great sense of emotion uh, through it too, in a positive and negative ways. Uh, but it's really what my community was, and that's what soccer and the sport itself has done for me. And growing up in Auckland, that's where it was, but seeing how it affects people across the country and New Zealand and across the world, you can really connect into different cultures as well. You've worked with some top teams from around the world as with video analysis. You've worked with NZ Ferns, you've travelled with the New Zealand national team, and you've also now with the Vancouver Wildcats. How did you get those roles and what was the pathway? Yeah, it's a, it was a fun journey. Uh, like I said, I realised at 16, 17, I wasn't going to go. I started the university. I met people in New Zealand. I started volunteering with the football ferns because I was fortunate that the head coach at the time was playing football at my club. So I just, can I help out? Can I come down, join in, learn? I'm going down a coaching pathway. And that sort of went into a coaching um, pathway completely where I was volunteering or getting paid coaching gigs hourly. And then I just showed up. It was it. I just kept showing up and helping out and learning and adding impact. And then eventually I sort of morphed into this video analysis, video coaching role. The head coach of the Football Ferns back in 2011, after the World Cup in Germany, he got the role uh, with the Canadian Women's Program. So I spent four years with a women's program in Canada, both at the U17, U20, Senior World Cup and Olympic Games. And I was very fortunate to be part of the Women's World, uh, the Olympic team for Canada who won the bronze medal. Uh, and back in 2012 in London, I think it was like the first team podium medal outside it in, in summer sports for Canada's history in like 66 years. And then I was also um, an assistant coach for Auckland City. I'm very fortunate to be at a Club World Cup uh, with Auckland City and that coaching capacity there. And then I came, left Auckland City, came back to Canada, but worked for the major league soccer side called Vancouver Whitecaps, who we play against teams like LA Galaxy, New York City's. Uh, you know the pr predominant clubs uh, that are name household names, but now it's a it's a different landscape. And I then pivoted away, gone into something that I'm more enjoy enjoying, where my schedule wasn't dictated for me. I get to have some control and choice on that, and have a little bit more flexibility of 
work-life integration. But I do love that professional and the international experience. And as a consultant, I'm now working and consulting with other national programs. Again, had some opportunities with the Football Ferns, uh, the New Zealand national team, uh, women's team, and hopefully helping them su succeed in their preparation for the World Cup. I mean, that's such an amazing story. And as a young football fan like yourself, have you ever been starstruck when you've walked into these environments where you're like, wow, I'm now rubbing shoulders with some of the great players that walk the planet? Um, have you ever been starstruck like that? It's interesting. I haven't had that, had that feeling. I've been very fortunate to run into and meet a few uh, top players uh, in the locker rooms and the hallways, things like that. Uh, I remember in the London 2012 Olympics, uh, we had our semi-final, Canada versus USA. It's actually a really, really memorable final, both in the men's and women's side of the game. But we were preparing for the game, had a team meeting, and then there was the Brazilian U23 Olympic team. And at that time, there was players like Hulk, Neymar, Marcelo, Danny Alves, like playing pool and playing ping pong with the players from our team. And it was really cool. But in those environments, I didn't get starstruck because you're trying to respect that this is their safe space as well. Uh, so, you know, I've walked hallways, you know, met... Schweinsteiger and uh, tried to work out game plans on how to beat uh, Stop Zlatan when he was playing for LA Galaxy. It's, uh, it was, it's been fun. And, you know, the stars, there's always, you know, some stars out there that I'd like to meet. But for me, it's about the people and getting to know the person and, and also getting to know what they do on the field and who they are off the field and what they stand for is just as important as, oh my God, that's a person who does some unbelievable things with the ball. You know, it's more about the people for me. 100% and uh, I mean that just shows your your professionalism right uh, I mean it, it speaks values of that and volumes of that let's talk about the importance of a video now video footage is the most important way to to be part of any team whether it's going to a USA college or going to a professional club like the MLS I mean in your eyes you see a lot of athletes you, you see a lot of videos on YouTube of people putting things together what are the things that people should be doing in a video like how would you sort of structure a video do you just get all the clips and just chuck them all together and put the best clips and the worst clips or do you strategically put them based on positions i would love for you to share some light on this no i like i, I really like this uh, question because there's no exact right way of doing it there's no exact wrong way of doing it but i think the biggest thing when creating a video is who's the person going to be watching it for watching it how are they going to interpret what this video is telling you're trying to tell a story about you as an athlete or you as a person and this part of you as a person is the sport seven to eight minutes would be sort of like a good length that's somewhere between 32 42 sort of clips like key clips and you want to show themes so we want to bucket clips together in certain themes and it's really for me when i work with individuals privately on this or if i'm working with the, the crew at platform sports management and the team behind it, I was like, well, what's this player like? You know, because if you've scored three goals over two seasons, we're not going to market you as a goal scorer. We'll definitely have those highlights in there, but we want to show your ability as a whole player. And everyone gets lost in, oh, I need to show my goals and assists. Yes, it's important. But when you're looking at a player, we want to see, well, how do you defend? What are the actions off the ball? And when I was working in scouting components for pro teams, okay, we get all these highlight videos, but then I'd go and watch a full game. Okay, because that's really telling the story of who you are when you're near the ball, away from the ball, far away from the ball, when the referee makes a decision that you may not agree with, how you respond, because you can't hide from that. And that's the great thing about video. It's not about showcasing mistakes. It's about showing who you are as a complete player and being prepared to show yourself as a complete player. The highlight video, 
shows a snapshot of your abilities. So definitely have some themes. Like I would say 40 clips is a good target with five different themes, defensive actions, passing, link play, progressive play, assists, penetrative passes. You know, if you're really strong in the air, show that inequality because that can be a standout feature. Or if you're really great at set play delivery, let's get five or six clips on the set play delivery. And it, it's, these are the standout features that coaches may be looking for, teams may be looking for, because when you're looking at a collegiate system, coaches get a lot of their job is recruiting and scouting. So what distinguishes you between you and the other players or the other athletes? It's not just the academics, but what will we bring as a player, as a person, in the team, in the culture of the team? And that's really some key aspects on marketing. Create themes, narrow your clips, show up you know, seven to eight minutes, 32 to 42 sort of clips is a good range, but always have a few more just in case some of those clips aren't at the mark. And if we're looking at footage quality, higher angled, looking down halfway line, or even behind the goal, but at a higher elevation versus pitch level, if that's available. You know, there's a lot of systems out there that are providing automatic tracking, automatic uh, filming, which is great. That They definitely suffice. But if you've got a stadium, a video camera, you know, that, that will work as well. It all depends on your environment. Uh, you look at the college system now, they use uh, sports code or huddle products, Scout, and you can access video, see video. In the past, it was Instat. But we're not at that level. We're trying to get athletes with platform to that level. So what they have available is different. So we have to do it a lot on our own, which requires a lot more work. But that work shouldn't be starting three months before you want your scholarship to be you know, applied. You need to be looking at like two years ahead. So for really anyone in New Zealand who might be year 13 or year 12, year 11, this is when it needs to be starting is around that year 11, year 12. This thinking needs to start happening then so we can prepare you. It's not, oh, I want to do this in my final year. Okay, now it's like jumping through these hurdles. There's a bit of a process and the more on top of it, both the player and the parent group is, it's going to be more successful for you versus trying to piece together. It's a journey rather than let's fix this, let's solve this right now. It's a journey. And that I know I've worked with athletes. I need this video in like two days. I'm like, well, I've got a whole list of other people that I'm working on. I've got my normal day job. I've got my coaching roles. I've got the clients. And it's like, oh, we'll pay you more. It's not about payment more. It's literally about time. So it's being prepared. Uh, that would be some of my best guidance and advice for people. And if you can provide a full game video as well, do that. Because show your best game. Not the best game where you've scored nine goals, but all the actions of why it is your best game. 100%. Couldn't agree with you more, mate. I think that, especially that full game as well, that's the thing that coaches ask us all the time. They look at the video which you prepare for our athletes, and then they say, we like what we see. We want to see a lot more, but we want to see what they're doing when they're not on the ball as well. Like, what's it? What's it? What are they doing? What's their body language like? What are they doing when they make mistakes, which obviously would not be in a highlights video? And um, they like looking at that with your staff on a big monitor. So definitely keep that in mind. Now, you've shared a lot of great things in a recruitment video. What are a, group, a recruitment video or video for, whether it's a professional team or to the US, should look like? Now let's talk about some of the red flags in a video. Now, we get some clients sometimes contacting us here at Platform Sports that have tried the process themselves that are not getting any luck. And I see their video and I notice within the first five seconds they've got some pretty um, out there music as a, as a background where there's a lot of swear words and profanity being used in those videos. And also I've seen some clips where some athletes quicken up the speed of them running up the wing. Um, a lot of bit, so it looks, it looks a bit obvious when you see the linesmen sprinting a lot faster too. 
what are some of the other red flags that you've seen in videos and things that athletes should not do? Yeah. I think the bit most important thing is know who you are as a player. And that actually is a really self-reflective and discovery process. That's the first point. Like I said at the beginning, is don't sell yourself as a goal scorer if you've scored three goals in two years. Have those clips. It's important to show that. But showcase who you are. Because if certain teams or organizations are looking for a goal scorer, you may not be their fit. But we also want you to be in the right environments, whether it's in pro club, in the right environment in your community club, because people move, they transfer, they trade, move at clubs, whether it's by choice or paid or at colleges, they transfer. I'd be saying, know who you are as a player and sell that and be comfortable with knowing who you are and also knowing where you want to get to. I also would say, less is more. Don't oversell it. Don't have 50 clips of you defending and only five clips of you passing. Create that balance. It's really important to show you as a rounded player, rounded athlete in those environments. I'd also say use footage against the best opposition. Because if you can do it against best opposition, you can do it against collegiate players at the best opposition. That's what we're trying to see. So if you've got like a U23 game and you've scored five goals, fantastic. Really good goals, brilliant. We can use those. But if you've played a senior men's or senior women's open grade game and you've scored two goals, hit the crossbar, that might be more beneficial because it shows the, le the shows the level of opposition you're playing against. Because I can easily say, I could still look good in a highlight video if you put me against Div 2, Div 3, over 35 type players, and I could still look good. But it's the context. The context is key. Also, take off the audio. My, it's my personal opinion. If I want to listen to something, I'm going to mute it, and I'm going to put on my own music or uh, while I watch it. And that's just a personal preference. But I know when I've been working with other coaches that, yeah, they like the song. Sometimes it's all relative to the mood. If I'm watching you, I just want to watch you. I don't want to be distracted by music. Because what if the coach doesn't like the song you've picked? They, they, emotionally, they shouldn't be taking that on board. But they're there to watch you, not listen to you, the audio, listen to the sound. You know, I, that's my personal belief. I, I customize work for people relative to their choices. But no audio, whether it's the background noise of the game, because sometimes you don't know what's being said or who's saying what, and we don't, like you say, don't want any profanity in there. We just want to see you play and show off your ability. That's just my personal uh, recommendations there. You know, that's spot on. You want to see some build-up because the person who's watching it has to tune their eye into you, first of all. And that's why we use the spotlight or we identify, pause for a few seconds and so we can hone in. But if you've already got the ball at your feet and it's already there, it's like, okay, well, how did you get the ball? How did you open up? How did you receive? And that's just, I know, the soccer context, football context or jargon that we're using, but it's no different in basketball or any team sport or invasion sport. If you're starting when you're already hitting the ball or striking the ball or receiving the ball... We actually want to see a few seconds before, and we want to see the completion of the action. And it's really important to show in highlight videos, as a highlight, we want to see successful outcomes. We don't want to see, oh, we almost got that pass off. No, no, we just want to see, like for me, quality. We just want to see the outcome being successful, because it's a highlight video. If we want to do a developmental video, definitely, that's another way of doing it. But that's where we can see good actions with almost outcomes. And that's how we develop uh, people and players. But just show the outcomes being successful. Have a good lead-in time. We can always trim times at the front end and the back end. But if you've got the time too precise, like a five-second clip, 
Well, we've got to pause that, spotlight you. If you've already got the clip and you're releasing that pass, that's not a great starting point. It, I would actually lead away from immediately removing that clip because even if the outcome's successful, we didn't see enough lead-in time. That's, that's brilliant. No, that's great advice. And um, look, if a lot of students or a lot of athletes are listening to this and they want to get in touch with you, um, Andrew, at Applied Winning Practices, how do they do that? I oh, appreciate you saying that. Uh, I've got an Instagram page. It's at AWP underscore football. Uh, feel free to follow that. Send a message on there. I've also got a LinkedIn account, um, Applied Winning Practices, and we're currently building the website. Uh, it's amazing how quick the growth has gone to... You know, we're quite full with work. Both uh, platforms provide a lot of athletes at the moment because the, you know, the fall 2023 is rolling out. We've got to get people in a good space. But those would be the best modes of seeing work. Um, also on YouTube, uh, Applied Winning Practices, you can see content of people that have openly allowed it to be public uh, for private work from my side, but also anything that we do with platform, it is platform's work. It's there. It's, you know, controlled by Amrad and the platform group because of how they want to access it to the players. On my side, I keep everything available for the public of how they want to use it, depending on each individual person I work with. But yeah, LinkedIn, Instagram, and really email if they want to contact me via that way as well. Um, but we can connect through those two platforms is the best. Fantastic. And if you want um, Andrew's email address, please send me a message on Instagram, which for those that listen to this probably know it. For those that have stumbled across this show, it is just platform underscore sports underscore management. And just ask for it. Send me a message. I control that Instagram account and I will send you a message with Andrew's contact details. But yeah, definitely go check out his um, videos that he's done on his Instagram page. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And look, as a recruitment agency, our number one priority is our children that we work with and our athletes that we work with and making sure to get placed into good environments. And we're trying to convince coaches to give us hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of scholarship. And the video component is the most important component when you're doing a team-based sport. Coaches are in America, they live on the other side of the world and they wanna know how our athletes compete. And so having the video component being very uh, very important, we need the best people in the job, which is why we got Andrew Pete involved and he's done an amazing job and the coaches in the States are loving our videos and it's great to see positive feedback from the parents as well. Again, this ain't a paid podcast. Uh, there's no money being discussed here between Andy and I he, and he's just a really good guy and I believe in what he does and I think he'll be a great addition to any student athlete's journey. So definitely hit him up, check him out. And uh, for those that are interested in going to the States, you can go to our link in bio and you can get a free consultation. But until now, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time, Andrew. Thank you very much for having me. And if anyone's got interest in the scholarships, regardless of the sport, definitely look at Platform. Uh, they've got a good success rate. They've got good integrations. There's lots of people out there that provide this service. And the reason why I've partnered with Apply Wayne Practices is one, I've got a lot of friends who've gone through Amrit and the team there. We've built a good relationship, and anytime I'm back in New Zealand, I'll definitely make the effort to see them because they, they do care about their kids from start to finish. It's not just get you into the school, it's get you into the right school. If that doesn't work out, let's help you on that journey through that process. And I think that's a really big point of difference that platform has. So if you're interested, I know they have some free consultations to get to know each other. Definitely take that up. There's no harm in learning more for anyone who's listening or watching this. Hey, Andy, if you want to be a college recruiter, just let me know, okay? Because uh, <laughs> you're really talking well about me. Appreciate the love and appreciate the support. And, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And, um, yeah, see you next time on the Platform Podcast.